Morning, everyone. So there was a spoon carving memes meme yesterday that I saw. Maybe it was the day before that just that bothered me. And um, I, I love spoon carving memes. I love Peter Moole, who uh, who does them. This is not a, an indictment of them as a as a thing. This is just the the sentiment in this particular one. Uh, is one that I don't agree with, and I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a trap, and and I'll talk about why. Basically, it was, uh, it's not important what the picture was. I think it was a, a person saying, you know, you want what to be the trade, and then on the one hand, it's, you know, you get a wooden spoon, I get a dependence on social media. A subpar living, you know, below living wage amount of money and arthritis. And the implication being that there is that that either the proposal that is being made is insulting because somebody is offering so little for your work that um, that it won't pay you a living wage or will force you to have arthritis by doing so much work. Um, but also just speaking to the larger imbalance of benefit in that relationship. And, and if you take at face value what was there, um, then certainly that, that trade-off, I mean... The sarcasm that is evident there is 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 deserved um, because that isn't worth it. Uh, but but if we think about it as a as as a question of what do you get for um, for doing your for, for doing your thing in this case carving spoons and this is how I set it up I did a I did a post on Instagram about it where I sort of laid out my initial thoughts, but I just I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. So I wanted to unpack it here and see if that helped me get past it. Um, the problem with the whole thing, as far as I can see, is that, like I said, it's a trap. And it's a trap because if you simply accept the terms as laid out, you are trapping yourself into an, uh, uh, a disadvantageous situation and passively accepting that that's the deal. And then, you know, you get to moan about it, but that's pretty much it. But I reject the fact that, that you have to accept the deal as it stands. I actually think that that's critically important. And one of the things that tells me that it's important is that every single one of the things that uh, was laid out as being sort of the shit end of the stick that we spoon carvers get is can be changed does not have to be that way and and let's just do run the thought experiment of what you know what that what what that could be you could make an alternate mean that says you know you get a wooden spoon i get you know, 
a disproportionate voice and opportunity on social media uh, you know a a diverse and secure living wage and a strong and healthy body. So that would be laying out the opposites. So where's the now, I would say, rather than have, you know, the wooden spoon be opposite these, let's put these two things opposite each other and talk about them. First on the list, I believe, uh, an over-reliance on social media. I think social media is one of those things where you either use it or it uses you. And you might think that you're using it, but if you are, if you have not figured out good boundaries for social media within your life, or figure out how to make it valuable to you to do the thing, and to share stuff on social media in the first place, well then, yeah, a reliance on social media is going to be mostly downside for you. Because it becomes sort of the thing you have to do in order to sell spoons, but... Um, and make a name for yourself, but it's also something that maybe you kind of have a love-hate relationship with, and you struggle with the addiction aspect of it, and at the end of the day, you don't control it, you don't own it. But each of those things can be shifted, right? I've certainly struggled with the addiction aspect of social media, and I've found ways to break that. I've found ways to make it so that I'm not scrolling through things constantly trying to clear my feed. I found ways to make it much more conducive to human interaction. I found ways to make it a daily mindfulness practice where I am capturing my thoughts and capturing images from the day that I'm so grateful that I have. I found a way to make it meaningful to other people in such a way that people regularly reach out and say thank you for doing what you do and that feels incredible. And I've found a way to leverage the act of creating images and writing stuff down on social media, found a way to leverage it into long-term projects that I do own. So, you know, but which for me is books primarily, right? The, the like, I'm... I'm doing these things and they will eventually become a book, but the social media is sort of the, where I get the material sort of worked out in the first place and where I collect images and all that. So, so I think it is certainly easy to let social media simply be the thing that you kind of love, hate to do, and you're sick of being reliant on it. But that is a choice. That is you being too scared to make it something else or having not put in the effort or creativity to make it something else or not being willing to take the short-term hit of making it something more meaningful that would perhaps give you fewer interactions with people but would give you a much higher level of quality of interaction with people and much higher level of quality of 
value to yourself. So, whether the social media is a reliance or an opportunity is up to you. Let's talk about the second thing. A below living wage. I forget exactly what the words were. It is true that it... There is probably, it is easy to go about being a spoon carver or any sort of maker and end up making below a living wage. First of all, let's acknowledge that what a living wage is, is going to be different for everybody and tremendously depend upon your circumstances and what you need out of life, where you live, etc. Who you're trying to support. And let's acknowledge that all of those factors can change. So if you don't want to try and change how much money you earn, you can change your circumstances. Now, obviously, if you have children, you can't change your children, you know, whether or not you support them. If you have a home that you don't want to leave, you can't change that. But you can certainly set up a lower cost life style for yourself by moving, by making other choices about how you're going to live, how much money you need to live, all of that. But the good thing about this is that the other side of the equation is also movable. You can make choices that will lead you to make more money over time. But here's the kicker, is it's a long journey, and it doesn't happen overnight. And it's not guaranteed to everybody. That's the critical thing. Successfully being able to make a reasonable amount of money to earn a living at a thing is not guaranteed. And some industries, it's easier than others. If you have the capital to start a porta potty business or a porta john business, you can be pretty sure that you'll find a demand for that. But and I'm just making this up, but my impression is that there's a whole bunch of, well, dirty jobs, Mike Rowe called them famously in his, in his television series. Jobs that people don't want to do tend to be jobs that pay pretty well, whether they're entrepreneurial or not. Well, in fact, they pay much better if you're entrepreneurial about it compared to if you do a dirty job for someone else, in which case they're far more likely to disvalue what you're doing. Point is, something like spoon carving that many people see is a pretty nice way to spend your life, and they're right. There's a lot of competition. A lot of people want that life. And, frankly, it's not a, a life where what you are making is super valued and supported by all of society. So you have to be better than the competition, better than your peers, and you also have to be clever about how you set things up. And most importantly, you have to be patient. When I started out carving spoons for a living, I almost failed because I was impatient. And I tried to push myself into a price bracket that my community, my reach, was not supporting. My ability, my reputation, the value that other people saw in my work was not supporting the prices that I was trying to have. 
because I was trying to copy what I saw other people asking without even knowing if that price was working for them. Now, is it a lot harder to make a living just carving spoons than doing a combination of selling your knowledge, selling material, selling tools? Yeah, it is because of a whole bunch of dynamics. So it would be smart to diversify what you offer and what you do so that you get to leverage all of those other things into getting to do what you want to do, which is carve spoons as much as possible. But it doesn't mean that you should be guaranteed the right to carve spoons for a living all day, every day, and have it earn you a living wage. I don't think it would for me, and I carve spoons more than most. And it's a long process. For me, I'm not sure if the math is still true, but for a bunch of years, my income from spoon carving doubled or tripled each year, for about five or six years. And that was because it started from like a, just a couple hundred bucks. So it's pretty easy to double when you're in the hundreds of dollars, a couple thousand dollars range. These days, I'm gonna earn between 35 and $45,000 from just the spoon carving part of my living. Which is not just from spoons, it's from all the other stuff as well. And that's not all the living that I earn. I also have a Christmas tree farm. So, and over the years I've had other jobs and businesses as well that have supported me. So we are just getting to the point where the spoons, for me, are the, the majority of my income. And I'm six years in. Seven years in? I mean, really, from when I started carving spoons, I'm eight years in. But let's say six years in from doing this deliberately, trying to make a living, you know, make it a significant part of my living. So it takes time to build up the kind of reputation that is deserving of, of, of a business model that will earn you enough money. You've got to be smart about it and you've got to push for a long time and be both patient and impatient. Finally, let's talk about the arthritis thing. Yes, you could certainly go about trying to earn a living carving spoons in a way that gives you arthritis. I've done so. I don't have arthritis, but I, I struggled for years with carpal tunnel or tendonitis or one of those things. And it was related to earlier stuff that I'd done. I didn't give it to myself entirely from the spoon carving, but it wasn't helping how I was approaching the spoon carving. Well, this last year has been the healthiest that I've been. And it's because I started treating myself as an athlete and training accordingly. And does it require more effort for me to do the core exercises and kettlebell swings that I do twice a week? Yep. Does it require more effort for me to do the long walks that I do twice a week? Yep. Does it require some forethought to drink as much water as I drink and... Does it require some money to buy the supplements that I take and remember to take them? Yes. But my body is now in a healthy place instead of in a place of being beaten down. So 
So it is a choice whether you let your goals push you down or challenge you to lift yourself up. And this is my point about the whole damn thing. All of these things are choices. It's a choice how you use social media. It's a choice how you set up your business. It's a choice how you treat your body. And I think it's a mistake, it's a trap, to accept the terms as laid out by that meme as being somehow something that is baked into the equation, because it's not. And I think the more you internalize that message, the more likely it is that you're going to let yourself wallow in that space instead of doing the work required to find a life that isn't all of that. Thanks for listening, everyone. Talk tomorrow.